The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug, but I ended up connecting to the world around me, a world where each sunset was painted, where I felt adventure's pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. What if this was fucking Nam? As we all know, demons live in hell. And sometimes those demons will come back to Earth. And one of those little demons that's been floating around too long is a mean old sad bastard called loneliness. Loneliness is a demon that must be defeated. And no, it's not by jamming your stupid head in places where it doesn't belong. Loneliness can only be cured through happiness, through being enjoyable to be around. Don't tell everyone how lonely you are. Or guess what? You're still going to be lonely. If somebody asks you, hey, how was your day? You don't have to say, well, I got I woke up late. And then the cat took a shit on my head. And then my car wouldn't start. And then it blew up. And then I went to the hospital. And I got AIDS. You know, you can say I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. So nice to see you. How was your day? Oh, it was good. Good. And then you talk about the weather. Yeah, something else. Get the ball rolling. Make a friend. Don't be a jerk. Shyness, loneliness kills people. That's why we're here. This is the brighter side. How is everyone doing? My name is Ed Larson, and my co-host, as always, well, on our first episode, the pilot is my good friend and life mate, Amber Nelson. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm wonderful. It's so good to be here. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about loneliness. I just thought about this. Like What's how that? when deer are born, they run away. Mm-hmm. It's because their instinct, their survival is to run. When humans are born, we're held and yeah. we're spoken to. Our survival mechanism is being with each other. Yeah, well, deer are fucking pests that need to be wiped off the earth anyway. Yeah. Lord knows I was driving with my good friend Cena, the newsman. Hello. And we almost hit a bunch of deer, almost died. I mean, they are the worst. One of them jumped over the back of our car. (laughs) Yeah, you were stoned enough to be cautious. (laughs) And it was perfectly worked out. And another person joining us today is an old friend of mine, Mr. Danny Bedrosian. How you doing, buddy? How you guys doing? Glad to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Danny has a very cool life. He is the keyboard player for Parliament Funkadelic and has a couple other bands of his own, one of them being his own band, Danny Bedrosian and the Secret Army. That's right. What made you come up with that name? Uh, 
Well, you know, like P-Funk is like an army, mm-hmm. you know, right? And so this was like the secret army. Okay. So it was just kind of like the one you don't know about. Because we're all in P-Funk, but you don't know that we're doing this, you know, yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side. I like that. It's you very know. nice. Yeah. I think we all need to kind of discuss some childhood loneliness. Oh, oh. yeah. Loneliness is the topic. Right? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah, that's the whole base so, of the So, Amber, why don't you tell us a little bit about your childhood? I know you were born in a foreign country that was closer to my home country. Oh, But I, I never went there. You've never been to Saudi Arabia? No, why would I go to a fucking place like that? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> don't go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the topic is loneliness. What ages were you in Saudi Arabia? Born till I was about eight. So not that long. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that's a long time. Is it? Eight yes. years. Eight years, yeah. What are some of your like weird memories of like growing up there? Um, Did you ever get hit? Hit? Yes. Kids would beat me up all the time. Really? I Just was, for being white? Yeah. Showing your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> they would punch the shit out of me. Damn. Showing my eyes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But some people were pretty cool. I remember there was a little girl and I. She's my friend. And uh, we went out to this oasis behind my house. Mm -hmm. And then we found a tombstone there. So we pulled the tombstone back to my house and like show my mom, you know. What a shitty oasis. I know. That's what people, that's what kids in Saudi Arabia do for fun. You adapted immediately to the culture. (laughs) So we were digging up tombstones. Dragging them back to the house, you know, so we can have a garden. It's a nice tombstone. (laughs) Oh, man, that place is rough. But we left, uh, and we came to the States, and my mom kind of got fired a bunch from her jobs. So it was just Why was she getting fired all the time? She was in a teacher's union in the 70s before she left, Uh and it was before the internet when we came back. So she would get a job for like a year or less, and then they would figure it out. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we just had to keep hopping, man, hmm. <laughs> in U-Hauls, not knowing where we're going. So they wouldn't keep her. They would just fire her once they found out she used to be in a union? That, yes. And there was also a sexual harassment lawsuit between he and another man, and he dug up a bunch of shit on her. And then we'd keep calling. He would find the new places we would go somehow. Whoa. And then call the place. Wow. Oh, my he God. He was so mad about not banging her. He was so pissed. I mean, she's a hot babe, my mom. Yeah, but. Can we take this guy down? Can we enact revenge on him? William Neeson. Yeah. yeah. William Neeson. Nice. I have a specific mission. <laughs> His name is Mike. He lives in Monroe, Georgia. Oh, uh-oh. he's probably dead. He's probably dead from a heart attack. Just hearing Monroe, oh. Georgia, I think he's dead. Yeah. He's, he's dead. He's sounds like, he sounds like he's got a 15 pound neck. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, the worst, but. Oh, okay. How am I going to learn from this? Um. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to learn. From you don't it. have you to did learn. learn from it. Sometimes yeah, we're true. still we're still in the problem. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we're still in it, and we're still trying to figure out where the hell we are before we can even learn anything. That's true. And you, then we maybe fall you're off. still in a Saudi Arabia in your mind. Ooh. Not just that. Moving around from town to town made you who you are today. Now right. you're a great comedian. Oh, thank and, you, know, and then you. you now you're able to talk to people you don't know constantly. You're able to go on stage and just like able to project yourself. Where yeah. if you grew up with a good foundation, how many comics who grew up with a good foundation? There's like six of them. Yeah, you know. And this, you know, to be honest with you, and it's, so it's you have to you had to have that experience to become who you are now. Who knows? You'd be fucking. 
working on a goddamn Applebee's. Ew. Yeah. You're more Middle Eastern than I am. It's so great. <laughs> you know, and I know what that's like. When I was a kid, I was an old, I'm an only child, so I grew up alone. Yeah. You know, and so it was you know it was hard for me to make friends. Hard for you to make friends because you're going from uh, city to city. Yeah. You know, it was uh, hard for me because I didn't know how to act with other children because it was just me. Mm. You know, I didn't know what. So I just like luckily I'm not one of those selfish only childs. I was like the, I was the only child who shared everything I had to the to a detrimental degree. You know, yeah. it's, just, it's like, oh, friends. Friends, yeah, I got toys. Come here, no, I'm not toys. Come look, come look, play, play, play. Have a good time. You, know, it's just, you like it? Take it. Take it home. Take it home. I'll get, don't buy me another one. They don't have to buy anything for anyone else. You know, so I would get very attached to uh, inanimate objects. And I used to have this thing where I would, uh, I would get very concerned and I would always want... Uh, the, it's like if I broke... Uh, if I lost... I, had this, I was attached by my... My toy that I loved, you know, everyone has like their security blanket. Mine was a fucking, the baby Care Bear, baby Tugs. I love baby Tugs. And one time I left baby Tugs at a showbiz pizza and I lost my mind. And like they got me a new baby Tugs and I I couldn't uh, get over it. I couldn't, uh, it took me like, it almost took me a year to get over it. Even with the new baby Tugs, I wanted the old one. I felt like I abandoned my friend. I, I left my old one behind. You know, and so it's just like you know, the able did the shows. Uh, I don't know what that shows. He was your brother. He was my basically. brother. Yeah, like yeah. I created my own brother, and it yeah. created your own family. Oh, I don't know what my point is. Yeah, so you you extended because <laughs> we have to have people around us, and you extended it to a baby toy bug. So what yeah. have you called toy hugs? Tugs, baby tugs. Baby tugs. Yeah, I've never heard that before. What is that? It's the you know remember Care Bears? That's some customized shit, right? No, you, you no, no. Created... He's the baby Care Bear. Oh, the baby. Care there was the pink tongue. and the blue baby Care Bears. I remember Care Bears. Baby Tugs was the blue Care Bear. He had a diaper. He was real cute. All right. That's so... How old were you? I was young. Did you have a diaper, too? No, no. I was out of diapers pretty fast, actually. Really? Yeah, no pacifier ever. He's just sipping no, on whiskey. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was working in a plant. It was great. <laughs> Did you breastfeed? No. No. No, I didn't. Oh, that's a bonding moment between mother and son. Never breastfed? No, my mom's got some big cans, too. Jeez. Oh, so she yeah. must have had to pump that out and throw it away in front of your face. I guess so, yeah. I think I was a formula. I was definitely a formula baby. My mom really? still bottles hers and just sends it over. That's really? so nice. Yeah, yeah, I got a little thing. I put it on, put the little nipple on it. That's great that she's still pumping it out after all yeah. this. Yeah. Still fresh. Her breasts That's, are. It's got blue. a little bit of a bite to it, though. You know. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. What do you got to do? What do yeah. you do? After menopause, yeah, it changes. You can keep pumping it out forever. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Nuh-uh. I, mean, I, I don't know about I know forever, nothing about women. I, I, know just, <laughs> I know nothing about milk. I'm, yeah. al- I'm allergic to milk, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know shit about it. <laughs> women, milk, What about human about? milk? Could you have human milk? I don't know. You're lactose intolerant. I guess I'm that's all I'm not lactose milk. intolerant, though. I'm just allergic. What about uh, goat milk? It's a little weird for me. Is your a mom a goat? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that would work out. Yeah. I don't think so. Have you ever tried it? Yes. And it didn't it made you sick? It didn't make me die. But it didn't make you feel good either, did it? It didn't make me feel great. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make you a goat milk cake. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's dog's milk. I made a cake out of dog's milk. You, dog's milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... That sounds all right. Danny, come here. I got new milk for you to try. Yeah, I'm just water, experimenting on different milks. <laughs> mouse. Yeah, yeah, squirrel. Yeah. I, I got 10,000 mouse. And I uh, squeezing them all day, squeezing them all day. And I got you this glass of milk. Let's see how, let's see how it goes over here. It works out. 
you know, we're going to start making your mouse cheese, which is very ironic. And the- <laughs> <laughs> no, they can make milk out of anything. They got me drinking almond milk and uh, coconut milk. And- almond milk's good. It's all right. It's all right. I yeah. can't have a whole glass of it. Yeah. I, I can't some lactose- drink a glass of any of those. To me, it's like milk. A glass of milk is weird for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's a know. lot of calcium. It's is a lot it? of <laughs> So now I have to take calcium pills. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, calcium supplements. Does that actually work? I heard taking pills, taking a vitamin as a pill. They say it's bullshit, actually, yeah, right? right? Yeah, well, I need to have the calcium. So for me, for my case, if I don't take it, I won't have calcium. You should just rail it. Just forget it? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Mainline, get yeah, real yeah. with it. Yeah, get real with it. Let's get real. Have you ever been real? <laughs> Do you want to be real for the first time in your life? <laughs> Oh, man. What else is going on, Sino? Keep us on track. Where are we at? I'm with you. Do we have any other childhood lonely stories? Danny? Oh, Danny. yeah, <laughs> sure. Look, Danny, okay, tell well, us you how know lonely what? you were when okay, you were a child. You know, I think my life in general has been a lot of times being around a lot of people. Yeah. There uh-huh. were very few, quote unquote, lonely times that I can think of. However, I think if, if being on the road has taught me anything, it's that sometimes the loneliest shit is around a million people. And sometimes in the biggest city you can feel as lonely Amen. or in a big family or in a big whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I grew up in a piano school. So my parents were both piano teachers. Okay. My sisters and I all had to play piano from age three on. Oh, wow. So when we're How not many play- sisters do you have? Two sisters. Okay. And so when we're not playing piano and practicing piano, we're listening to other students come in and play piano and practice piano and people and my parents telling them what to do. And then we're playing the piano. So there's pianos all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Now this, coming from New England, cut deeply into my sledding time. You yeah. know, <laughs> when I would like to go out with friends. I mean, that's just one example I can think of because it's cold as shit right now. And I live in Florida now. And this is reminding me of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was lonely because all your friends would come out. You're like, Danny, come on out. You know, I'm going to practice my piano. You know, and they'd be oh. like, they'd be like, ah, fuck you. You know, because this is awesome. This is, you know, this is New England. Kids learn yeah. fuck you and all that. You're like four. Early. You're saying fuck you. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I knew. I don't know. Can I say? Can I say whatever? Does it say matter? whatever yeah. you want. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember Chris Demoulis teaching me cunt when I was three. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. being on the corner of Wheaton Drive and him being like, do you know what cunt is? <laughs> and then there was another younger kid, older than me, but younger How than him. How do you describe it? Do you remember? <laughs> 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 no, really. I want to know what you're here for. Well, the tell funny me what thing, cunt is. Well, because he wasn't for. He was like maybe nine, and then he had a buddy with him who was like six, and he was having that kid say all the things he was telling him to say, and he was just like. So all I remember is the kid next to him being yeah. like, "Can't," you know, and then all the kids <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. And then I remember I took some words hey, home. Fuck it, Danny. Come over here, Danny. Yeah. Let me tell you about fucking cuts. <laughs> so I took some words home with me. You know, you take them home. In a lunch pail. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took them home with me and, and uh, uh, I received from my mother the, the soap, Ooh. the, the wash your mouth Ooh. out with soap. Oh, you got that? That actually happened to you? That was deep. Now, I come from an old world family. My family was also raised in the Middle East. So, you know, we, I'm Armenian. So my family lived in, in, you know, Turkey and Lebanon and Syria and all over. So Saudi Arabia? I understand this. You know, the yeah, disciplinarian, I, I understand. Yeah. But with with my mother, with mom, as we say in Boston, mom, with mom, it was the soap. Oof. And it wasn't often, but it was if you swore or if, you, you know, you fought with another kid in the neighborhood. And I'll never forget just ivory soap 
right down my throat, and I can never forget. I've done the stupidest things, accidentally eaten and drank the stupidest things in my life. That was probably the worst. The cleanest thing we relate to, worst thing I can remember. Really? Yeah, awful, awful. Share a fuck with your teeth? That sounds like, that was the thing I'd be scared of. I just remember about. it being like, oh, I just remember like sitting in the tub. Oh. I'm just like, how long would it last? <laughs> days. I felt that for days. No, I'm saying like, how long would she jam oh, the soap oh, down here? Would it be a couple like, minutes? Just like a couple of minutes. minutes. <laughs> you did it in nice motion. <laughs> Take this, you know. So it was just, you know, I deserved it. I was being a jackass, oh, you know. Damn. So, but uh, yeah, but that, but to give it to the loneliest time, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be able to go out and play yeah. as often because I had to practice. But you said the positive spin. The positive spin is now I do this for a living and I enjoy it. And right. I'm talking to you fine people because nice. of it. So, yeah. you know. Or is everybody in your family, is one person bad at piano? No, they're all really good. <laughs> it's actually obnoxious how good everybody really? is. Yeah, yeah. Like I just went and saw my parents. They just performed a little impromptu concert for me. After, you know, And I'm clapping and inside I'm like, they're still better than me. Fucking can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> still better than me. I play all over the world. You're still kicking my ass. All right. Has yeah. the band met your family, your parents? Yep, yep. They all know them. They know each other. What? Yep, yep, yep. Your father played piano at your wedding. Yeah, he sang. He sang. He sang. And my mother played piano. That's right. Yep. It was yep. fucking beautiful. Yep, yep. God, I love that amazing. so much. Yeah, he sang in Armenian. It's, it's, yeah. It was very cool. I, I, Danny, I, uh, you're, the, you're the most uh, wonderful piano player I've ever oh, known, I've, that I've ever heard. I've told you that a million times. Thank you. It's very fortunate that I, that I was able to meet you in such a in such an awkward way. Danny and I met, <laughs> met each other in... Uh, in uh, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, I was working at a Hooters and we were having a big uh, meeting at work. Big, you know, everyone come in. We're going to talk about what's going on. And talk here's about the, some real serious Hooters business. Serious yeah. Hooters serious, business. Yeah, yeah. Let's serious get Hooters down to brass tacks here, fellas. Yeah. You know, so and we're in there and I'm looking over and I see Danny's there. I've never seen him before, but he's at this <laughs> meeting and he's just got big long hair, big hairy beard, real fucking sloppy looking, yeah. fucking decrepit, pale as hell, and he's got this big loud. Black Parliament Funkadelic shirt. And so I was just like, I was like, what the fuck's up with this guy? I'm like, he's got a cool shirt, you know, whatever. So I go, up to, I remember, I remember I went up to you and I was like, hey, man, cool shirt. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I work for them. I'm like, you work for fucking P Funk? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, no way. And you're like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm Ed. You know, <laughs> and it was just, and then, uh, and then we just started hanging out after that. And, uh, it was, it was a really cool situation how we were able to meet each other just being cooks in a normal, normal life and we all just ended up having this artistic uh relationship which is really cool yeah but uh i remember that you said that you were almost thinking about uh leaving tallahassee for a right while. no i was gonna i was gonna give up because I, I hated it now i live there now i mean it's, it's a great place to come home to relax you know the whole domestic tranquility mm-hmm. but my first nine months i fucking hated tallahassee you know coming from up north culture shock everybody's driving slow everybody's moving slow and there's a Culture shock, racist. As far as the racist thing, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's an issue. Um, it's well, an issue. It's I different. Mean, how did you get? It's a different racism. It's a different version of racism than the racism that I'm used to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I grew up in Family Guy racism. Yeah, the kind of <laughs> just kind of fun love, and we all work together. Well, we no, kind of don't because, like each other. I mean, segregation is still a real thing in the North, and that's yep. definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their neighborhood or whatever, especially yep. in fucking Boston. But everybody yeah. works together. And that's not necessarily the truth in many parts of the South. The other thing that's different is the disparity is different from, you know, rich to poor and all that. You yeah. know what I mean? But we worked together in the food business. Yeah, we yeah. We were yeah, in Hooters. Covered, and, surrounded by beautiful women. And, yeah, but you know what? I always said that the, the only business dirtier than...
than the entertainment business is the food business. <laughs> I've never oh, yeah. seen so much heroin, drama, oh, conspiracy, controversy. He fucked her. She fucked her. He fucked him. He, she fucked. He, we, we it's you know. the worst. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Restaurants. That's where it all goes down. Restaurant I worked drama. in restaurants my whole life. I man. did for 12 years. Backstage, backstage is like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood compared to restaurants. But compared to what's going on in the walk-in. Oh, my God. Whippets. People just doing whippets. Oh, First day I worked nice. at a restaurant, yeah. two guys were doing heroin in the walk-in. What? And they were like, oh, look the newbie, newbie, newbie. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, there's no way you can't feel stupid. These guys are doing heroin in the walk-in and calling you the newbie. You know what yeah. I mean? And there was a guy who juggled knives. I'll never forget that, my first day. One-handed Larry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the, way to, the best way to get into, because you're always working with Mexicans in the food industry. Right. And the best way to get to be buddies with them, I've always found out, is to joke about death. You know, and because and then, they, they love that. It's always a hit with the Mexicans. And I got this I got this thing that I do whenever I start a new cook job to, like, break the ice with the Mexicans. Is I'll gather up a bunch of knives and I'll, like, get in between a bunch of them. And I'll just throw the knives on the ground and I'll be like, Cuchillo Muerto Fiesta. <laughs> Which means murder knife party. Yeah. And so it would, basically what I'm saying is they all, it always works. It always slays. <laughs> they always you know, love it. That would slay in an English-only crowd, too. Picture if you said that in English yeah. at any kitchen. Bam. Murder knife party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, like, white people would actually get scared and think I was serious. I Mexicans. think a good portion of white people may. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the other white people would be like, yeah, let's do that. Murder knife. I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best part about it is my favorite part about the joke is that like eventually after I throw it down, that means everyone has to run to the middle, grab a knife, and start sure. defending themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Would you go for a butcher knife or would you go for a long, sleek knife? Oh man, you can't be choosy. You just got to get that knife. No, oh, you got to start fighting. Bullshit. I would go for <laughs> the knife, the knife sharpener. Oh, hey, you got oh. the most distance. That's not bad. You club people yeah, take their knives. Impale. You can impale with that thing? You can. Yeah, Fuck it. I'd go with the cleaver. Just go with the big fat boy. You lose. <laughs> you got to get that quick little thing. Like quick little Mexican problem. They know it. They probably have their own knives. Have you? <laughs> you know, I think that the kitchen in general, it gives you too many good ideas. Or maybe bad ideas. I don't want to say good ideas. They're Everything's a good, good idea on this show. Okay, well then good ideas. Because have you ever dealt with somebody trying to rob a restaurant you were in? No, you? Yes. Wow, really? tell us. Yes, oh, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. McDonald's. I was working at a McDonald's in Greenland, New Hampshire. I was paying my yeah, way through college. Horrible. New I was, Hampshire. It was, yeah, I went to school in New Hampshire, oh. and and I lived there for many years. And uh, and yeah, it was terrible, terrible job. And this guy for we we were right on the border with Maine, and Maine breeds a different kind of mountain mountain. people. Well, I don't even want to compare them to West Virginians. They're more like. Forest people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of, what were you saying about human bears a while ago? Like a Wookiee. They're real bears. Yeah. Like, they're just bears. Yeah. And um, they don't know what it's like to, like, live a day that they're not, you know, soaking wet. Like, the yeah. way that we as New Englanders ignorantly categorize southern people, we also throw Maine people in that bunch. Because I throw them in that bunch, too. It's the closest we have to that. 
up there. And um, fuck those guys. Yeah, so fuck those guys. Because. So uh, this one guy came down. He's and he's from obviously from South Berwick because he kept saying South Berwick bitches. <laughs> you know, I hate people who always got to tell you where they're from, it's, especially when it's like some horrible you've never fucking heard of it place. Yeah, right? you know South I mean? like, Berwick. I lived you know probably no further than a half hour away from there. I had no idea where the fuck South Berwick was. Fuck is this motherfucking horrible name but, uh, too. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It's terrible. That means there's a North Berwick. Oh, oh, there, oh there's a Berwick. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. So he comes in, he buys a Big Mac, he leaves. I think that's the end of it. Now, I don't handle the front. I've never been a front guy. The hair, the beard, whatever. Yeah, I'm not yeah, good with yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. I'll voice, just make the, the food. Face, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Morally ambiguous. You know. So um, they decide, put me in the back, I'm cooking. They, there was a girl up there, young, and she was like in high school or something. Mm-hmm. She says it makes the thing blah blah blah. He leaves. How she look cute? I don't. I don't even remember. He comes <laughs> back in. He goes back in, pissed. He throws the Big Mac down. You didn't give me correct change. And she, you know, she was all like, "Oh, sir, I think I did. I think I did." He comes around the back. Oh no! She's got the the, the drawer thing kind of still open. He rips her hands from it. She's all like I think he heard her. She's got he's got the thing. He starts taking his money out and he was and owed his correct change. He was owed his correct change plus interest. So I'm on the grill and I'm doing the same thing I'd done the 10 years prior. Think about wow, look at all these like and not to sound too decrepit, but look at all these killing tools. Like, yeah. if, somebody, if somebody ever came back there and messed with you, you could really just be like, oh, yeah. home team advantage, like yeah. a motherfucker. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. in the microwave. Yeah. Just Throw anything. a bunch of fucking oil I out. mean, we've yeah. got these stoves and fryolators. We've got the fry oil, right? And the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. spatulas. So i got two spatulas, a grill scraper, and a bucket full of fryer grease. Yeah. And I look over at the guy and said, brother, are you serious? Look. Look what I could do to you. <laughs> you said you said what I could do. Yes. You look at the eyes. Been, yes, I've it? never been so confident in my life. And I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not a fighting type of dude. You know, I never really got in a lot of fights in school. I can count the times I got in fights at school. I was never that guy. Always yeah. very peaceful. The mm-hmm. brightest side of getting robbed but at McDonald's. You know, <laughs> you know when you have the upper hand. Yeah. You yeah. just know. And I knew. I mean, look, I've got all this stuff on me. These sharp objects. These hot objects. And he just looked at me like... <sighs> Oh, I'm fucking sorry, man. And he left. And he left all the money. They he called just the left? cops. Yeah, he left. They called the cops. And they got him down the street. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's going towards Berwick. <laughs> he was going. <laughs> Actually, I think he was going to the prostitute at the truck stop across the street. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. He, he loved got it. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, uh, robbed. Not not fully robbed, but at a, a job once too. Mm-hmm. I was a bartender, seventeen. Lied about my age. And I had to wear a a cheerleading outfit on game days. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they knew what they were doing. Put an underage girl behind the bar. Yeah, chewing up. Yeah. Anyways. So but they were making a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was great. It's pretty sweet looking. And um, <laughs> But it's in South Louisiana, so they're like, you know, kind of racist. I mean, I wasn't, but like my boss was. Mm-hmm. And one day, these two, during the morning, it's these two young black kids. They come in. And they're just hanging out. They kind of play on the pool table a bit. They don't really put money in. They're just kind of throwing around the ball. So he comes up to them and he says, are you going to buy something or not? They get in a fight. He calls them a bunch of niggers. That's okay. his word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say N-word, but who gives a shit? No, you're wrong. quoting. It's okay. Quoting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hell yeah. How'd it feel? You were able to say it. How'd it yeah. feel? Yeah. It's like, 
<laughs> that pretty good. It's like an academic thing. It's right. cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. You say it. I said it. Any hoosies. So they're like, oh, we're going to get a gun. And uh, they leave. And uh, nobody else is in the restaurant. And then my boss was like, well, I got to go get my gun. And um, so then I'm alone. They're both going to go get their guns. And they're just going to meet there. And I, I don't know where to go. And um, You should have left. I should have <laughs> 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 left. But I kept bartending alone. Nobody's even there. Who's going to serve all the booze? <laughs> if I go, the whole system will crumble. <laughs> Just waiting for a gunfight. Well, I can't leave my job station. <laughs> That's how much like we. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. That's you know, how much like we need money. We're just like, oh, you I know, know, I can't lose this fucking job. The fact that you don't leave. With guns. <laughs> but if I lose, I can't pay my fucking rent. <laughs> well, my shift is up at three. So why don't you guys come back at four? Four is a good time. That's when they switch over the safe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, but the two kids come back, and um, you know, I don't know if they had guns. If they did, maybe they would come out blazing. But they definitely had bigger shirts on mm-hmm. and something like poking out, like you could see it. And uh, they were like, "Where's your boss?" Nobody was there. I'm the only. He he hasn't returned with his gun yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Doug left, and it's just me. How can I help you? And he said, uh, "Could I have a drink?" And I said, sure. Do you want a beer? you want a Coke? you want a water? And they're like, oh. And I just gave them a Coke. And they looked at the Coke and they walked out. No. They thought they it was poison. It they didn't do it because you were nice to They thought it was poison him. Coke. Yeah. I was just nice to them for two seconds of their miserable fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else immediately shitted on them when they left. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't get shot. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice ending. Job. That's the way to get out. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never been. Uh, I never been robbed. Never been in a situation like that. No, I've never. never. I had a I had a friend who robbed somebody when we first got the Tallahassee. Uh, his name will remain nameless, but uh, he robbed somebody because we were all poor and we didn't have enough money, and that was his solution. And I remember he's a good guy. You know, he's not someone who robs somebody, and so he felt real bad about it. But he wanted to make sure that he robbed a shithead. And so he worked up this fake drug deal, and he like he showed up, and he had the guy meet him in a back alley, and he had one of those uh, sticks, you know, the, the, you spring out, and it's like a whipping oh, stick. Yeah. Cops have them, and he had one of those, <laughs> and the guy came out, and he whipped the stick out. And he's like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna rob you." He's like, "Please don't make me hit you with the stick." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like one of those. The guy's like, "Really, man?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll hit you if you don't give me the money." And he's just like, all right, you know. And he just gave him, he gave him three hundred dollars, and he left. What? Wow! Yeah. Quite a bit of money on him, though. Three hundred yeah. bucks. Well, he was buying drugs. Oh, drug okay, gotcha. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he probably felt pretty dumb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't go in an alley. Yeah. Learn something from that. Yeah. Absolutely. He was just waiting for him in the alley with a big stick. Yeah, he told him to meet him back there. <laughs> well, it, it was the nicest t- robbery ever. It was. <laughs> it's like the sweetest. Because right when you said I knew a guy who robbed somebody once, I just thought to myself, wow. I'm such an ass. I know so many people who have robbed so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one guy, and it was so nice. You know it this guy, so, too. It was so <laughs> nice. Chalk one onto the end. But you know, it's like, it's such a nice robbery, though. It's like, yeah, I'll hit you with the stick. <laughs> and he was. He was serious. He would have hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit you now. I'm going <laughs> to... 
Joel Mc. <laughs> so, Danny, will you tell us a little bit about playing with P Funk over the past? You know, you're the only person I know who is currently living their dream. Oh, yeah. you're the nice. only one I I've ever <laughs> met that's doing that, except for you know my my cousin. Yeah, you know, but you, yep. you're the only one who's like 100. percent And like you've been doing it for 11 years. 11 now. years now. Yep. Even when you were living like a fucking shithead. Yeah. Even when you were selling your alarm clock <laughs> to get food. But I wasn't working then yet. Yeah, oh, that you, was that was like the uh, that's like the struggle before the what this is all about, right? The, the lonely yeah. time, you know. So I came down there. I went down to Tallahassee with like nothing. Yeah, essentially. What made you go down there? Well, he has a stu- George has a studio down there. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go where the studio is. And I'd already worked for him a couple times, and but it wasn't something like you have a job if you come down here. It was just. I'm going to go down there and try. <laughs> and that's all it was. That's cool, um, But when I was 11, I said, I want to be the keyboard player for P-Funk. That was like my goal. I'd already been playing piano for like a long time by that point. And my parents, everybody was like, okay, Danny, you know. Whatever. Yeah, how'd they feel about you going funky instead of classical? No, they, no they're fine with it. They were, you know, for them, it's either are you going to be a musician or not because they were like, you don't have to be a musician now. They were the first ones who were like, this is not necessarily the life. Because they know how hard it is. Yeah, how hard yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous... It's it's actually ludicrous to, yeah. to live that way. That's why those any art, were... any art of any kind. Living on dreams. Dreams, <laughs> you can't eat dreams. You can't eat dreams. You can't pave the bills with dreams. But sometimes you can if you, you know. I yeah. think the only thing was I was just stupidly stubborn and and I just didn't f- finish until I was finished, and uh, I made that's how I made it come true. That the day it happened, how does it, how did it go down? The day they said Danny, you're in P Funk. Uh, what was that like? Okay, so I got a road job, which is like kind of like being in the in the group, but it was just like a teching job. The tech guy was was thrown out. They knew I could play keyboards well enough to fix them if I needed to. So they put me on the road, and it, it was in 2003, and it was my first day, and. One of the other keyboard players pulled me up and said, play. I said, oh, okay. In the middle of the show? Yeah. It was towards the end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And then and they were, and a few other people heard, but a bunch so of guys. So on your first day, you didn't even know you were going to play keyboards. <laughs> You're just there to working. carry them. Yeah. yeah and working. then it's like, oh, yeah, you played out. Yeah. And so from my first gig, I ended up playing. I never didn't play. Who was that? that? Was that Bernie? Bernie Warren? Yeah, Bernie. B- Bernie said, come up and play. That's so what fucking song? cool. What song? Do you remember what song? It was a song called Red Hot Mama oh, yeah. by Fungadelic. <laughs> yeah, and so that, that was like the that was the song. And then after that, it was just like a little bit more. And then within a few months, I was playing the whole show and been doing it ever since. That's great. So. They wanted to see you had the balls to go down to Florida first, right? Because many people are like, "Sure, I'd love to," and then fucking don't. That's where? True. Where do I have to go? I know. Florida? And Ooh. where's Tallahassee? I thought Tallahassee might have been in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tallahassee, Tennessee. Is it Tallahassee, Tennessee? Was it Tallahassee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee streets in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. no, I was like, where is Tallahassee? I didn't know it was the capital. I didn't know yeah. any of that. So you're like, know. you're going to Florida. You're like, oh, cool beaches, yeah, fun, palm trees. Fun. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, you're basically in Georgia. You're just. In a yeah. swamp with hills. Yeah, you're in like the clan part of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that bad. No, but no. yeah, it was deep. It was a deep sacrifice. But um, it's funny because like a lot of your friends are like, "What is he doing?" Erstwhile girlfriends are either like, "You're never gonna make it," or "I'll do the long term sacrifice." You know, it's like one or the other. It's never like, "Well, maybe you should think about this." It's never anything in the middle. It's always just one. One of the other extreme. And with the friends, too, was like yeah. that. They're either like, I got you, brother, or 
what are you doing that for? Yeah. You know? Well, you were like I the mean, what leader. What do you think you're going to do? I was the leader of my own band of back your in whole, Boston. Like, in your band, it wasn't like a band. It was like it was 40 18, people. 18 piece band. 18 piece band. He led for what? Six, six seven years. years. What? Yeah. And it was Sweet Mother Child. Sweet Mother Child. Yeah, and you led them for years, and then you, all of a sudden you were just like, hey guys, listen, I'm Well, gone. they knew that I was going to do it. Yeah. So they were like, you know, some of them supported me, some of them didn't. And at very, once I was successful, some 11 of them moved down and back and down and back in, in their conquest of the Tallahassee dream, so to speak. But it's not about where you go. It's about what, it, you know, what the fuck you're doing when you get there. You yeah. Know? So That's a good phrase. It's not about where you go, yeah. but it's about what the fuck you're doing when you get there. Yeah, exactly. That's good. You know. So you have a new album out, is that right? I do. It's called Songs for a Better Tomorrow, appropriately. And, then, and what's the band that you're doing this with? Well, that's my solo, one of my solo projects, but the band that I do play out with is called Secret Army. It's my band when we're not playing with Mr. Clinton. Um, but uh, all three of us in the group, it's a trio, bass, keyboards, and drums, and all three of us are the back line of the rhythm section in P-Funk. So we play on all six livable continents together with George. Hell yeah. And then when we're not doing that, we're playing with our own band all over the world as well. So, Fuck yeah. Pretty cool. So I think we have, I think we can, do you want to, should we uh, do the outro here with the, uh, the the jammy jams? Sure, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll, man. So we're in it, right now we're going to play a song uh, from off of Danny's new album. It's called The Boz Funk Hump. Uh, you can download the album on iTunes. You can download all his old albums. Danny's got like 30 albums out. Yeah. Uh, right? You got about 30 albums? A million. Wow. How many albums you played on? I can't believe I know the number, but this is just because I'm so statistical. Yeah. 78 or 79 albums. 79 wow. albums? In you've, my recording played, career. In your recording career. Yep. Holy fucking shit. Yep. This is off of the most recent one. It's called the Boz Funk Hump. Fuck Lil Wayne. Fuck Lil Wayne. <laughs> you know Danny. what, Lil Wayne? I think it's time to become Big Wayne. Yes. You know, just Wayne. Yeah, yeah, or just, yeah. Just yeah, Wayne. That's what happens when you grow up. You're Wayne. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> you're just an accountant named Wayne. It'd be amazing if the name was just Wayne. J U S apostrophe Wayne. Just, just Wayne, Wayne, man. Just Wayne. Just Wayne. That sounds like just wait. Yes. It was a beautiful day today. I had a good day. I had a good audition. I went out. I, uh, I had a voiceover audition. I had to yell a bunch. It was nice to yell into a microphone. I'm doing it again today. Danny, what'd you do today? What was the best part of your day? Being in New York City on tour. Yeah, being in New York City. I uh, got to wake up in New York City, which is nice. Waking up in Manhattan is always nice. Uh, did a radio show today and then did this with you beautiful people tonight. So it was very nice. What was good about your day, Amber? Oh, good about my day? You know what? I had a good 15-minute nap on my bed. 15 minutes is perfect. Fuck yes. Yes. So See ya. Yeah. What happened to you? I shot some weird time lapses in the middle of an intersection in Brooklyn today. Really? How'd that turn out? What are you shooting it, it for? Are you talking about it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we're, we're trying to change the intersection so it's safer for pedestrians because a good friend of mine got hit by a car. Don't worry, he's okay. You're a fucking good person. I appreciate <laughs> the hell out of that. What made you smile this week, Danny? While you're on tour, while you're looking at the world, while you're seeing everyone, what was the happiest moment of your week? Getting a text message from Ed Larson. Yeah. I hope to see you while you're here, bro. <laughs> That's the worst, the worst version part, of your voice. Best part of my day is that impression, right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he talked like that. 
<laughs> Best part about my week is I got to keep working with my great group, Murder Fist. Amber's involved. We got a show coming out this weekend on Saturday. Yeah. I can't wait for the whole bullshit. This has been the brighter side. The first episode of many, many episodes. Don't be a jerk. Live your life. Be a better person. Wake up in the morning. Listen to music. All right? Don't sit around and just listen to talk radio all the time. Sure. I know that's what I'm doing. And I'm screaming it in your goddamn head. But you need to enjoy yourself. Expand your mind. Expand your universe. Free your fucking mind and you can fly. Am I right, Danny? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. She was in a free your mind. And your ass will fall. fall. The kingdom of heaven is within. Freedom is, uh, how do you say freedom is the... Freedom is free of the need to be free. Absolutely. That's my friend Danny Petrosian of P-Funk. Catch him in concert all over the world. No matter where the fuck you are, he will be there at some point. And if you are in Antarctica, get out. See you guys later. Enjoy your life. Because we're enjoying ours. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.